When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Thursday, August 19th, and you're tuned into the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes, our tribe beat writer. Hoynesy, fresh off the plane, uh, getting back from Minnesota, where the Indians dropped two or three, uh, both in walk-off fashion in extra innings against the uh, the Twins. Uh, just a, a frustrating series for the Indians, uh, particularly at the plate, because they had chances to win uh, both of those games that they lost uh, at, at, at multiple times of the, uh, the series. Yeah, definitely, Joe. They, uh, you know, they lose in, in uh, you know, five to four, the first, uh, game one in 10 innings. And then, uh, Thursday, they lose eight to seven and in 11 innings. Uh, just, uh, really, you know, they just couldn't get a big hit. Uh, and, and they couldn't get Jorge Polanco out at the right time. He just, had two walk, you know, he won both those extra inning games for the Twins with a double and a single, and you know it was just uh, it was just a mess. That yesterday's game was, <laughs> I don't know that the, the automatic runner. I mean, you know, it's supposed to end the game early, and it did, but this got to eleven the eleventh inning, which is you know the deepest Indians have gone in extra innings this year, and it lasted uh, more than four hours, which you know, was a, their longest game time-wise as well. Right. And the frustrating thing was they had the game, you know, presumably in control with Zach Plesek on the mound in the fifth inning and, uh, you know, a, what, a, a 5-2 lead at the time. And Plesek had two outs and just couldn't get out of the inning. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we saw that on May 23rd against the same Twins. You know, he retired the first nine batters he faced in that inning in that game. And then in the fourth inning, uh, couldn't get, you know, he gave up four, four or five runs and they end up losing that game late as well. And, uh, well, at least, at, least this time, I, at least this time he took his shirt off the right way and didn't yeah. wind up on the, uh, the injured list. Right. <laughs> he didn't break his thumb as long as, as far as we know, he was on the, uh, post game zoom call and he, and he looked all right. His arm wasn't in the cast. So that's a plus, but yeah, I think it's, you know, I think he's been pitching relatively well, Joe, since he came off the, the injured list. But uh, this, he just can't get the Twins out. He just he seems to be going along. And, I mean, yesterday was a struggle, I think, for him. You know, he hit a couple guys. But, like, he's, then he gives up that 475-foot home run to Sano in the, uh, to start the fifth, which 
is the longest home run I've seen hit this year. I mean, a little little farther than Zimmer's home run at Progressive. Yeah, just Field. just a little bit. Yeah, I've only seen one four feet shorter, uh, Paul. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, and then you know he gets two out, like you said, in the fifth, and Sano gets him again with that uh, two run double uh, over Miles of Straw's head in center. Yeah, I. And, and I don't want this to sound like, uh, you know, we're jumping, you know, ahead way too far. But, you know, what does this say about Zach Plesak if he can't get things corrected here against the Twins and can't get the ship, uh, you know, straightened here over the last month and a half? Does, does Zach Plesak become a, a, a valuable trade ship maybe at, at some point? Or, or is, are, you, are you at the point right now where you're just hoarding as much starting pitching as you possibly can? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, I mean, I think it makes a, some sense, you know, the, to listen, you know, on, to police act. But if I'm the Indians, after what I've been through this year, losing, you know, your top three starters and having injuries throughout the, the minor league system to your to your hit pitching prospects, um, I can't trade those guys. I'm not trading anybody, you know, but but I mean, I'm sure that what, that won't stop teams from asking. And, uh, you know, they've got scouts, too. They've got video, too. They know who's struggling on, on teams, and, and they know the Indians, you know, need help. They need, they need help at a variety of positions. Yeah, I mean, if, if Plesak could command, you know, uh, a quality player to, to fill one of those needs, you know, an outfielder, an outfield bat, uh, a first baseman, somebody, somebody that can play, uh, you know, up the middle at some point, I, I don't know, you, you pretty much have to listen, but yeah, again, I, I don't want it to sound like, hey, uh, you know, the guy's struggling, let's trade him, uh, you know, talk. That's not the way to go, obviously, and that's not the way Antonetti and Chernoff operate, but, you know, I, he, he came real close to getting himself traded out of Cleveland last year, so it, uh, with, his, with his behavior, so who knows uh, what, 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 the, what the possibilities are. Um, offensively, like you said, there, there were just, uh, you know, so many opportunities. Uh, couldn't come up with the big hit. Uh, even though Miles Straw and, uh, you know, Ahmed Rosario, and those guys were, were make, making defensive plays to, to keep the Indians in the ballgame yesterday. Uh, Straw with another game-saving diving catch. Uh, he really looks good out there in center field. Oh, my gosh. He was like uh... – like he put it on a, on a clinic out there uh, yesterday, Joe. And it, it's so weird just to watch him play. You know, there's no, um, I don't know how to put this. There's, there's no overt effort in there. Mm -hmm. He just kind of glides along and, you know, he doesn't take, he doesn't always take the, the direct path to the, to the, to the fly ball either. He's kind of, he like meanders a little bit, but he always gets there. He gets there on time and he makes a catch. He makes it look so easy. I guess is what I'm trying to say it, you know, he doesn't look surprised by anything he sees and that diving catch in, in the 10th uh, inning to, uh, you know, extend the game one more inning. That, that was just a great play, great anticipation because, you know, they're playing deep there. They're playing a little, little deep, you know, maybe average right. depth. And he, he had the wherewithal to, to be on the move to, to be coming in to anticipate that kind of low liner. Yeah, he's really sort of cementing himself uh, there for, you know, the rest of the season and, and probably at least uh, another year or two as uh, as the Indians uh, starting center fielder and, and maybe leadoff guy. Uh, all right. Let's uh, let's just, you know, wipe wipe away the last couple of games here uh, in, in Minnesota. They they probably should have won all three of those games, but they didn't. 
the pitching, the starting pitching was good. It kept him in the game uh, for, for the most part for, for all three games. Uh, the upcoming series is the one that I want to talk about because this is a, this is the fun one. Uh, they're coming home. They, they open a series of three game weekend series against the angels and Shohei Otani will be in town here in Cleveland on Friday and Saturday and in Williamsport on Sunday for the little league classic. Uh, should be a lot of fun to watch this guy who's sitting on 40 home runs and eight wins as a starting pitcher. We've never seen anything like this ball. Yeah. I mean, the closest you can get is to uh, Babe Ruth, but Babe Ruth never had 40 home runs in a season while he was still pitching, you know, a, a regular taking a regular turn in the rotation. I mean, I think the most Babe had was 34 one year and 20 on another year, you know, Shohani or Otani's already got, 40 home runs and, you know, we're looking at, you know, potential MVP Cy Young winner, a dual winner. Yeah. Well, you and I were just talking before we started recording here. Do you, do you think he can get enough support to win the Cy Young? Because I think at this point right now, the MVP, unless he does something and falls off the cliff, <laughs> the MVP is in the bag for him. Uh, and, and how is he not the MVP? He does it on both sides of the ball. But the Cy Young is still very much in play. Uh, you saw Chris Bassett for the Oakland A's, who would have been, uh, you know, a strong contender pushing Otani and Lance Lynn. He took uh, an unfortunate uh, incident where he took a line drive off the face the other night. Uh, he's probably going to miss some time, uh, even though there's no fractures. I, I can't imagine he's getting right back out there and, and staying on rotation. He's going to miss a few starts. Uh, if Bassett's not able to come back and be – you know, the same pitcher, uh, then it's between Lance Lynn and Shohei Otani. And, and really, how do you choose? Lance Lynn's leading the American League with a 190 ERA plus. Otani's got 18 starts and he's a 168 uh, ERA plus. Uh, that's going to be the race to sort of watch. Yeah, definitely. Uh, we've seen Lynn a lot, you know, with uh, the Indians and the White Sox in the same division. Uh, you know, really, I mean, he, he's kind of an old school, here it is, fastball, hit it, you know, and uh, he just kind of throws a fastball at different, different speeds. And, uh, and last night, I don't, I don't know, he may, he may have got some votes last night <laughs> when, he, uh, when he walked off the field and he was getting checked uh, for the sticky stuff and he had to go see the trainer and he said the umpire was slow, you know, asking for the inspection. So he left his cap and his glove on the, uh, on the dugout uh, screen and then uh, the umpire called, I got to see your belt. And he threw the belt at the umpire and he got ejected. So you know, I've been waiting for something like that, Joe. I mean, just think if you're the home plate umpire and you, you know, you squeeze the, the pitcher who's, and then you've got to go over and, and, you know, inspect his glove and his hat and his belt for foreign substance. Don't you think that pitcher's probably got steam coming out of his ears and well, might just say something that's i mean the response if you're getting squeezed as the pitcher the response to the umpire is well if you thought that i couldn't throw it over the plate you know without sticky substances what do you what makes you think i'm i'm using them now and, and that's <laughs> yeah. that's got to be it and, and i can understand but i'll tell you what uh, just watching the the attitude and the fire and the uh i don't is it is it tony la Russa? i don't know uh the white Sox are different this year, they are really different. They were different, you know, with Tim Anderson flipping bats and, and yelling and screaming and, and, and whatever. But now this is a team that 
that knows it's good and they're going out there and they just want to kick everybody's tail. You're not kidding. And, and I think it is La Russa. That's the way he was when he managed the White Sox the first time around. His Oakland and St. Louis teams were all, all had that edge. And, uh, you know, you've seen it again with the White Sox. They've got a 12-game lead over the Indians. I mean, it's time to start counting their magic number, Joe, I think. Yeah. I don't know what it is, but they could clinch in early September the way they're going. All right. Back to Otani. We were on that, uh, we were on that subject, and we were, we, were close to, we were close to declaring him the greatest player of all time, uh, <laughs> MVP Cy Young and home run champion. That, that's a triple that nobody's ever really pulled off right there. He's sitting on 40 home runs right now as we record this. Uh, the Angels' all-time single-season record is 47, held by Troy Gloss in 2000. Uh, I, I got to believe Otani's going to blow past that. Uh, does, does he get 50? Wow. I think, you know, this might be his year, you know, Joe. Every player has one a year that, you know, that, that they make Every player mind. gets one. Every yeah, player gets one year. You know, Albert Bell with the 50-50 year in 1995, you know, and Manny when he drove in, what, 164 runs or whatever, you know, that that RBI record that he had, you know, and this might be his year. And, I mean, he's at 40 now with, you know, 45, 47 games left. I mean, yeah, he could do it. The fact that he's doing it this year with, with Trout being on the injured list since May, uh, you know, he's doing it without Mike Trout batting behind him. So he's got to be doing it all on his own. He's he's not seeing those those fastballs because uh, you know they don't want to pitch to Trout. It's it's all Otani. And hey, speaking of not wanting to pitch to Otani, uh, uh, our our condolences. No, I don't think so. Uh, Jack Morris, uh, the Detroit broadcaster, who made a uh, racist remark when Otani was about to step to the plate the other night, he's been suspended indefinitely uh, and will not appear on on. Uh, Tigers broadcasts. I don't know. I've I've had it out for Morris ever since he, uh, you know, he he sort of left the Indians in the lurch back in uh, in what ninety was it ninety four? Yeah, when he uh, when he had to go home between starts to uh, yeah to, to plant his crops. crop in in his wheat field, and and Grover finally told. Grover was talking to Mike Hargrove would talk to him about this. And, uh, and Morris said, Hey, it's crunch time on the farm. And, uh, and, and Hargrove told him, Hey, it's crunch time here too. And, yeah. you know, after one start at his next start, I think it was in Boston, he was gone. He, right. they, they released him. Yeah. So uh, good riddance. Uh, if, if he's going to be making he's, comments like that about Shohei Otani, that's, kinda... that's a no feel, a no feel, no, yeah. no clue, a clueless comment. Uh, just you, you got to be smarter than that. And yeah. When, when I clicked, and age. when I clicked on the video and I heard what he said, I was just pretty stunned. Uh, I was like, there's, there's no way uh, that you're able to do that now. Uh, Indians injury updates, uh, Aaron Savali and Shane Bieber. What do we know? What's the latest on the two of them? Yeah. Savali threw a, a simulated game, two inning simulated game. Um, Tuesday in Akron went very well. He'll throw another uh, bullpen probably today or tomorrow. And then he's probably, if all goes well, he'll probably make a rehab start uh, Sunday for Akron. Akron is in, in town. Uh, so I, I would think, you know, that'll start his progression toward rejoining the rotation. And then uh, Bieber threw, uh, you know, two bullpens on this last trip, last one in, in, uh, 
in, in Minneapolis, uh, 25 fastballs, said it went well. He's going to throw another one this weekend, and he'll continue to, uh, you know, continue along the same path that Savali has been on with, with the, you know, with the, you know, the possibility of him being ready in sometime in September and rejoining the rotation. I think worst case scenario I, for, for Bieber would be that he gets back, he gets back on the mound in a major league game, and then they have to shut him down again. And after all of this, they have to go through, you know, some sort of surgery. That's, I, I don't want that to be the case, but I, it, it's certainly a scenario that's a, a possibility out there if they keep pushing things and he's not ready. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, I think they would have had an indication of that yet. Don't you think by now, Joe, if he, if he couldn't, I mean, maybe when, when they, he gets stretched out, he's got to, what he's got to be, get stretched out to maybe 30, 40, 50 mm-hmm. pitches. If he's, if something is feeling, if he's feeling it, then, then I bet he gets shut down. But even before, you know, he, he gets out, he, he would get close to right. joining the rotation. Right. Uh, speaking of rejoining uh, the Indians, uh, Bobby Bradley, Roberto Perez, also both uh, making progress in their, their effort to get back to the club uh, uh, after injuries, uh, Bradley with a knee and Perez with a back and shoulder. Yeah, they're doing, they're both running, they're doing some baseball activities. And now, you know, DeMarlo Hale was saying uh, Thursday, the question is now, do we, uh, or, or I'm sorry, yeah, DeMarlo and uh, uh, Mike Chernoff, the general manager, were saying now the question is, do they need a rehab? You know, do right. they have to go out for a few days before rejo- you know rejoining the twenty-six man roster? You you would assume that at least Bradley would need to get his timing back at some point. Maybe a game or two down at AAA uh, would would be able to, to help him with that. But if I'm Bobby Bradley, I don't want to go anywhere near Columbus anytime soon. <laughs> yeah. You might I, never get I, out of there again. <laughs> I got my feet firmly planted in Cleveland. If uh, <laughs> if I'm Bobby Bradley, that's that's it. All right. Uh, Hey, the other the other aspect we mentioned it briefly about this uh, upcoming series against the Angels, uh, the Little League Classic. I'm I'm sitting here as we're recording this podcast. I'm sitting here watching the Little League World Series opening two games here on ESPN. Uh, team from Hamilton, Ohio, right now uh, just had a team from Tennessee make two outstanding defensive plays on the infield. Boy, it's fun to watch these kids, you know, play and. You can have your thoughts and feelings on whether these games should be televised and whether they're being exploited or whatnot. But when you watch these kids run off the field the way that they just did, high-fiving and, and hugging each other after making two outstanding defensive plays, it's going to be an amazing environment to see these, these major league players on Sunday uh, go and watch these games and inter- interact with these kids, and I can't wait. Yeah, that's going to be a treat, Joe. I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure you'll enjoy the heck out of it. It's. I, I bet it's a. It's a great event. And in the lead up to uh, this series, I, I talked to a couple of Indians players just about their youth baseball experiences. Uh, not. We didn't have anybody on the roster who played in the Little League World Series. Uh, there's. There's a couple of differences that I'll. I'll explain in the podcast tomorrow. I think. I think tomorrow we can do a whole youth baseball uh, podcast. Uh, you know, based on on some of these things, anticipating this, uh, this little league classic, but uh, Austin Hedges is the one that I wrote about today and his experience. He played with uh, no less than five future major league uh, stars and including Bryce Harper, including Joe Musgrove who threw a no hitter this year. Uh, It's been just impressive to sit there and talk to some of these guys about their experiences growing up, playing travel baseball, playing youth baseball, 
and and the interactions and the, the relationships that they have. Yeah, that was a great story. You did a great job on that, that Joe. And it was really fun. I liked uh, Musgrove and, and uh, Hedges were both catchers. And they were always like, uh, they're 12-year-old kids. And they're always seeing who can get in their catching gear the fastest. And uh, That was a competition, like kids, yeah. You know? <laughs> you know, my grandson plays uh, base, travel baseball. And it looks like they're just having a heck of a time the whole, the whole time. You know, it's just right. like having a lot of fun. Right. Uh, one funny thing, uh, um, talking to Charlie Hedges, Austin's dad and the coach of that team that that had the five uh, five other major league players on it. Uh, Austin said that uh, or so, sorry, Charlie said that Austin and Joe Musgrove would do card tricks and would do magic shows for the parents uh, when they were on their trips. So I got to ask Austin next time I see him to, to do a magic trick for me to, to do a card trick or if he's ever done one for, for any of his players. He said, it's a good way to, to pass the time during a rain delay in the clubhouse. <laughs> you know, Danny Salazar was a good, he could make the cards dance. Danny Salazar, had, he could make some, uh, like, well, a, he like manipulate the cards. He could do some tricks. He was yeah. like David Blaine or something like that? Or yeah, he, he was good. He was really good. All right, Hoinsey, we will. Uh, Joe, Joe, I got to ask you one thing. Yes. You wrote, you wrote about the uh, Indians, uh, the Indians uh, spring training schedule for next year. But yes. what was it like referring to the Indians to the Guardians? Well, I said it was the the Guardians 2022 schedule for for spring training. Uh, it was it was weird for me because instead of putting it when I entered it into the our, our system here on uh, on Cleveland.com, uh, I put it under Guardians instead of uh, Indians instead of Tribe, and that was like a sort of a wake up call for me. It's like, oh, yep, got to start getting used to to saying it, and I didn't. Uh, I didn't screw it up. I don't think in the uh, in the copy or the the body of the text. No, no, but, it was. <laughs> but I am sure that we are in for several of those mistakes uh, to be made uh, in in the coming year in the coming months after uh, after this season is over. Yeah, right, it's Owens. coming, man. Wow. All right, Owens, we'll be back uh, again tomorrow uh, to open the series against uh, the Angels uh, here on the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast.